evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome. Welcome to this uh, lecture this evening at the London School of Economics on the prospect of democratization in Afghanistan, which is going to be presented to us tonight by Dr. Rangin Abbas Banta, who is the um, Minister of Foreign Affairs in Afghanistan, a position that he's held since May 2006. Foreign Minister Spanta earned a master's degree in political science, sociology, and international relations, uh, and a PhD from Aachen University in Germany, where he spent uh, many years, and where he also taught as a professor from 1992 to 2005. In January 2005, Professor Dr. Stun returned to uh, Afghanistan to teach at the University of Kabul, and later became the advisor on foreign affairs to President uh, Hamid Karzai. His nomination as foreign minister was approved by Parliament on April 20th, and he was sworn in on May 2nd of 2006. So we are very, very pleased to be able to uh, welcome him to the London School of Economics. He's here on an official visit. Uh, today he met with Foreign Secretary David Miliband, and tomorrow he will be meeting with the Prime Minister, so we're very, very grateful that he has found time to speak to us today at the London School of Economics. So without further ado, can I welcome you, thank you very much, and invite you to take to the podium. Professor Joe Bale, dear students, ladies and gentlemen, indeed it's not an easy job to have a lecture here in this distinguished institutions. And I'm very excited because that was a real dream for me as young man to have the possibility to study in this school at that time. But uh, the reality, better reality of the, of the life is much different. I have to learn Turkish and later I have to learn German and now uh, Regarding to this environment, I have to make a speech in English. It's, <laughs> it's not, of course, very easy. Good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, uh, Professor Bill and the LSE leadership for kindly inviting me to address a gathering at this distinguished institution, which has a well-deserved reputation in the world of academic excellence. And I'm a little bit today uh, jealous also <laughs> to speak as foreign minister. Um, I have known that the, the LSE is an institution where ideals such as uh, democracy, rights, and freedom that are very close to my heart are debated in a free academic spirit, but also with an eye on, on the world of the reality and on putting ideas into practice. It is in this spirit that uh, today I will discuss the future of democracy in Afghanistan. More spe specifically, I will discuss with you whether democracy is compatible with the social fabric of the Afghan society and why, in my view, is the democratization of Afghanistan the only and only strategy to ensure victory in the war against terrorism and against Taliban and Islamic fundamentalism. 
And today I will speak, speak to you, not necessarily as the foreign minister of Afghanistan, but I am foreign minister, but as a citizen who spends a great deal of time reflecting on these issues. But before discussing my main topic today, I take this opportunity to thank the people of the United Kingdom for their kindness, for their generosity, and their steadfast support to Afghanistan over the past seven years. In particular, I pay tribute to the memories of the more than 120 young soldiers from Britain, Britain who have paid the ultimate price while serving in Afghanistan. We will always honor the memory. Ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, the view of democracy as an essentially Western phenomenon, which is incompatible to culture and civilization outside Europe, is foul and misleading. Indeed, it is an irony that this view is advocated today by radical Eurocentrists and by Islamic fundamentalists alike. Both groups mistakenly argue that democracy being a historical product of Christian European tradition is fundamentally irreconcilable with the value system of other civilizations, especially Islam. Contrary to what the protagonists of division and conflict say, democracy is not a product of the West or the Christian culture. In fact, democracy is not the product of any religion or geography. Democracy is an ideal. It is an ideal of the enlightenment. This is ideal was realized across Europe over several centuries of time through many harsh encounters with established traditions in totalitarian ideologies such as fascism and communism. Therefore, while democracy is a system of government as the application of constitutional limitation on political power and as a specific political practice involving representation by political parties in the election of government, is undoubtedly a Western construct with roads in ancient Greek philosophy, democracy as system of values, as principle that imp implies equality, freedom, and the right of people to determine their own destiny is truly universal. Of course, like other ideals of the Enlightenment, which are far from being fully realized, democracy has a long way to go. Democracy has yet to fully overcome despotism, unjust injustice, and social alienation. Democracy has still to safeguard the manifestation of modernity against those who exploit them for political power. Modernity in the words of Frankfurter philosopher Jürgen Habermas is an incomplete project. Today, there are enough examples of successful democratization outside the West to prove the universality of democratic values. Japan, India, South Korea, and Turkey, to name a few. 
As far as the Muslim world is concerned, there is no dis disputing the fact that today many Muslim countries are suffering not only from lack of freedom and democracy, but also from conflict and underdevelopment. However, this, these nations owe much of their troubles to the legacy of the colonial area and to their current geopolitical uh, situation, not to any so socially embedded causes such as religion. As Voltaire said, it is when people stop caring about their own freedom that despotism returns and tyrants start using any number of gods and religions to put shackles upon sleeping men. Dear friends, ladies and gentlemen, dear students, Afghanistan today is suffering from all possible ailments that could seriously undermine its chances of successful democratization. It is economy, its economy is poor and war shattered. Its society, despite all the changes, changes it has experienced is still traditional and deeply conservative and, it is a state, and its state is nascent and fragile. However, it is precisely for the reasons of Afghanistan historical experience on the problems that it is facing today that we must succeed in the current democratization process in Afghanistan. Afghanistan's current attempt at democratization is not our first. At the turn of the 20th century, together with other nations such as Turkey, we took our first steps toward modernization. Our, our state and society, but we, we reiterated re so swiftly in the face of violent reaction from established traditional structures. Thus modernization and the gradual development of a state bureaucracy failed to bridge the, the, the structural distance that existed between a state and society. The communist coup in 1978 and the subsequent occupation of Afghanistan by the Soviet Union completely unsettled the social and political fabric of the Afghan society. Today, it is crucial for us and for the policy advisor here in Britain who are involved with us in today's Afghanistan to be cognizant of Afghanistan's social and historical developments over the past century. At present, in this attempt at democratization, that Afghanistan has undertaken with help from the international community, we have met many of the preconditions which we are previously not secured to the country's traditional structure and, and relationships have fractured the tribal and traditional leadership that held political power in the country is no longer strong. The political, maybe in this thesis, I, I, it is much different between me and some friend, friend also in this room. The tribal and traditional leadership that held political power in the country is no longer strong. The political consensus 
that upheld the rule of certain ethnic group had disappeared. The elite class that formed Afghanistan's political structure has almost died out and has been replaced by others who owe their position to war and ideological extremism. The failed Taliban rule in Afghanistan was the last nail in the coffin of the conservative consensus in the Afghan society that frustrated our previous attempts at modernization. In addition, today, in addition, today the Afghan people have left several decades of war, destruction, and oppression behind and are determined to live in a peaceful and prosperous country that is ruled by law. Over the past seven years, with help from the international community, Afghanistan has achieved significant progress towards the goal of building a democracy. To set a few examples, over 400 independent print media, about 20 televisions, and tens of radio stations have been established. Civil society and institutions, notably those led by Afghan women, have grown. Also, over the past few years, Afghanistan held two, two historical rounds of elections, first for the president and the second for the parliament, and we are working to hold the next round of elections successfully next autumn. However, the prospect for peace, democracy, and a prosperous economy for Afghanistan are distinct of facet with grave challenges. The threat, of, the threat of terrorism, which brought the international community to Afghanistan help in 2001, is still strong as terrorists are pouring in from beyond our borders to kill our people and attack your sons and daughters who have come to help us. The duplicity and complacent role played by Pakistan military regime over the past years has matched to, to answer for the growth of terrorism across the region today. On the other hand, we have also not succeeded to build Afghanistan state institutions and Afghanistan's economy strong enough to withstand, to withstand challenge and duress. The minimalist approach from some of our allies who have sought to win a victory against international terrorism at a discount price is one important reason for this failure. As a result, the project of building Afghanistan into a stable democratic state has suffered not because the goal was too lofty, but because our strategy was modest and problematic. The Taliban are still a mighty threat, not only because they have enjoyed safe sanctuaries and material backing from outside our borders, but also because we failed to build up, to build up Afghanistan's security institutions, notably the police, to protect communities against infiltration. Political pluralism has suffered setback over the past few years, not because of lit up by democratic forces within their country, but mainly because of the growing power of anti-democratic forces 
and their continued sense of impunity. Corruption and failure to enforce the rule of law are the result of the continued weakness of our government and institutions. Ladies and gentlemen, I have spoken very frankly with you about the, about the obstacles to democratization in my country. However, once again, I reiterate that it is precisely for the reasons of the challenges that Afghanistan faces, including the growing threat of terrorism in the wider region, that democratization must succeed in Afghanistan. Unless we succeed in building up the legitimate state authority and ensure its continuity through a democratic process, we will not have permanent solution for the challenges of instability, terrorism, narcotics, and extreme poverty. Therefore, <clears throat> the way forward is for Afghanistan and our friends in the international community to remain strong and stateface in the face of the challenges we continue to face in our common struggle. It is essential that we win the war against terrorism in the region. Military action may be the primary instrument in this war, but it is not the only instrument. Military response must be part of a comprehensive approach for state building in my country. In addition to the military efforts that is going on in Afghanistan, we must ensure that the political process is broad enough to incorporate a long-term political solution to bring all the opposition forces to the political fold. Military action and political process must be part of a single coherent approach to ensure that is to ensure that this approach is successful, we expect that our friends, including the United Kingdom, will continue to give us the support that we need. This will help us to stand steadfast, not compromise on our principles, and strive to deliver on our promise of democracy, peace, and prosperity to Afghanistan people. I thank you very much for your attention. Afghanistan, they were 
not as uh, very simple problems that we have to address a conglomerate of challenges and problems of uh, in this country, uh, the reconstruction, uh, development to have a sustainable development policy in Afghanistan as precondition for sustainable peace, as precondition for building a democratic and prosperous state in society. In this regard, I think that first of all, we have to address the main challenges in Afghanistan, and that is not separated from the development policy in Afghanistan. That is terrorism, drug production, and trafficking, and thus this is the to realize good governance. Uh, tourism reminds our main challenges, and we need to address this menace to build a international community for military uh, the cooperation with international community in Afghanistan. Addition to that, uh, I think uh, the problem of direct production and trafficking is, from one hand, the result of national security in Afghanistan, but from other sides is the problem of underdevelopment. We have to address the challenges of underdevelopment in Afghanistan, and we need a sustainable development policy, which includes social changes and social development, and human security in Afghanistan, regarding to possibility and, and, and framework of our environment, uh, nature and environment, I, I, I mean. And of course, the third one is uh, Afghanistan is affected in the past decades under uh, uh, war and destruction. Uh, our right answer for this problems will be, I think, uh, to build a democratic responsible for government on the basis of the rule of law. In this regard, we need your support and solidarity to support Afghanistan, but which of course? We have different Afghans today. Also in our government, we have different orientation. We have from one part Taliban, Afghan or non Afghan Taliban, etc. We have the rack roads in Afghanistan, we have war roads in Afghanistan, but we have the moderates for moderate forces in Afghanistan. I will invite you and call you to support the moderation in Afghanistan, which is responsible for democratization. And they are. The, the, the locomotive of democratization in, in Afghanistan. In this regard, the international solidarity and intervention to support democratization in Afghanistan is very And I excuse me, as you know, English is my, I don't know, fourth or five foreign <laughs> language. Now, I can basically speak Turkish and German and Farsi and Peshto, but I'm very sorry. To in this uh, uh, prominent institution to speak English, and that I, I know that was uh, not correct enough. I think you're doing a great job, and I feel I unfortunately can't chair in Turkish Farsi and German. So <laughs> <laughs> we're have to uh, continue to have you prepared in English, but you're doing brilliantly. Um, I'm now opening the floor, and lots of hands. Um, I'm going to start on this side, then go to that side, then come to the middle. And can we take two or three questions? So, gentlemen at the back there, with the hat on. Mr. Uh, can you say who you are? 
Yeah, this and is your, your comments and questions for you. Yeah. This is Najib Kakkar. I'm from the occupied part of Afghanistan. I mean, Pakistan, which was an uh, area came under the Dibrodan uh, Treaty, which was through duress. Mr. That didn't mention that. That's one of the biggest part of destabilization. Um, I mean, one of the main cause. I think we should take into consideration that Dibrodan um, should be mentioned uh, in your discussion, which you didn't do. I know you're going to meet Gordon Brown. That's why you didn't do that. So that's my <laughs> reason. <laughs> But no worries, we can take that letter when you go and visit America. Um, another thing I would like to mention is Americans in the last uh, five, six years have paid close to $10 billion to the Pakistani government. And the Pakistani government through ISI have spent that money just and just to build Pakistani military and keep that propaganda going on that there are Taliban, but basically that's Pakistani intelligence. Creating the issue just to ask money from the global community, especially Americans, to keep the war going on. It has been over three decades. We haven't seen the solution. The war started the day I was born, and it's still today there, and there is no solution for that. Would you like to pa pass any comments on that 10 billion uh, and request Gordon Brown if you meet tomorrow and say hello as well that to stop paying Pakistani government any further funds? And I, show, I'm sure, I give you surety there wouldn't be any extremism and insurgency, especially in the Pashtun part of the tribal area. Uh, your Thanks. comments, please. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to take uh, the gentleman with green pen. My name is Anushin and uh, my question is: uh, one of the obstacles of the democratization in Afghanistan has always been on. Uh, now, uh, let me 
As I mentioned that I will, I will talk to you as citizen of Afghanistan and not as Minister of Foreign Affairs, that is to make this separation is impossible, unfortunately. As a political scientist, uh, that was the better time because you are free, you have the chance to like professor to explain your own private uh, mind, and in this case it's not possible, unfortunately, uh, uh, you can understand me. Uh, coming to <laughs> coming to the to Pakistan uh, role in Afghanistan. First of all, I will tell you and inform you we highly welcome the building of new government in Pakistan, the civilian government uh, that we share with them, with the member of government uh, regarding to insecurity in our region, terrorist activities on fundamentalist uh, approach from the different fraction of Al-Qaeda, tourists in Pakistan, tourists in Afghanistan. We have the same understanding and we confidence each other and we will back and, 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 and creation of, of communist strategy for these two countries. I believe in the globalized world, in the world of anti-Nitivism, I think he's from this, this uh, uh, school. In the globalized world, uh, you have only the chance uh, for participation if you take part as United Regions. In other words, the globalized world is the world of the United Regions. And we will bring uh, these countries in this part of our world closely together, back together, and the, and the world in economical and political and cultural interdependence. That is a serious quality that we have as Afghans. Now, <coughs> we have to address the challenge of tourism together. We wish us that the civilian government is become from day to day more in charge to bring military and eyesight under democratic control. This is our wish. We work together with the government of Pakistan Regarding to this reality, <coughs> uh, it's better that don't to talk about the details of what's in the past, but always today. But it is a common enemy. Pakistan today is also extremely affected by terrorist activities. We share the pain of our Pakistani sister and brothers, regardless to which ethnic group they use. That is my position. And uh, but the American will in Afghanistan, uh, no. Uh, I think we have a common interest in the United States of America in this part of the world. For us, Afghan is to make our country, our people, our, the life of our people secure, to have a stable government state in Afghanistan, to win our national sovereignty again, which were occupied in 1979 uh, by Soviet Union and later in 1994 by others. Now, uh, to, to have a, again a sovereign country that is the main goal in this regard, the United States of America is late nation in our terror war, with other 94 nations which are coming, including the United Kingdom, they are coming to support us to address the threat of international terrorist network Al-Qaeda, including Afghanistan. And this is our commonality with the international community there. And I think that is, we 
that is in our mission and is to work closely with the United States. The support for Taliban, I think the, the majority, the big uh, majority of Afghan people support Afghan government in democratic election, the participation of the people of Afghanistan, first of all women of Afghanistan, that was more than 48%, uh, is, is a big part of participating in the, in the election process. The, the support for Taliban is uh, minimal in Afghanistan, but the problem is the weakness of the state and institution to protect the life of, of the people, of the citizens of Afghanistan to deliver services to the people of Afghanistan. other words, the Taliban are not strong. Our state institutions are weak. And we have to change the institution. We have a lot of achievement, common achievements with international community. We have to extend and deepen these achievements. For example, in 2001, we had in Afghanistan only 6,000 students, only men. And today, we have more than 62,000 students in Afghanistan, where 30% of them are women. And our parliament, they are sitting 28% of, of, of MPs are, 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 are women. And this is a remarkable achievements, especially for the democratic uh, public in the Western countries and for myself. Oh. <laughs> 
we can't exclude President Karzai. He's a strong leader. He did Afghan nations in a very difficult episode, in a very difficult chapter of our history. And uh, he's got rid of me in my presidency. <laughs> and uh, we have to work to strengthen this position and also the moderate groups in Vietnam governments. I, but to have other alternatives, to choose, to, to can choose between uh, alternatives, this is good for democracy. Uh, but still, my, my favorite is President Castro. <laughs> now, uh, Her father was with me in the same political movement as young <laughs> men, and I thank you. Good. Uh, uh, coming to Obama, uh, regardless to his policy and politics to Afghanistan, I think his elections is an evidence for the strongest of democracy in the United States of America as open society. Let me tell you, I was 23 years in Germany in an academic circle, but I can't believe that it's possible as immigrant to become chancellor of Germany under this situation. But we need in, 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 in terms of democracy more in Europe, and I hope just bring a shock here in Western European countries to push democratization to extend and open this society for all of citizens regardless to their origin, religion, or political orientation. That's the first. And uh, we are Afghans or no speak for We are Afghans are lucky that we have the support of uh, different political parties in the United States of America, in the United Kingdom, and other European countries. For us, it's very really important to have the solidarity and support of these political uh, circles. Obama's views uh, to, uh, to increase support for Afghanistan to send more soldiers to make Afghanistan secure is in our national interest, and we will come this position of Mr. Tomoma, and I wish him all success for as leader of the United, uh, United States of America and also as leader of the Democratic Party. Coming to democracy, from my understanding, democracy is not a complete project. I, I call it Jordan uh, Habermas, and this is a process. Let me look to the Manchester capitalism in this country. How was at that time? How many percent of the people had the vote right in this country at the, at the end of 19th century, beginning of 20th century? How was the situation of women in European countries, including the United Kingdom, in France, as moderate of, of, of enlightenment <coughs> and modernity? The, and how is the situation today in, in this European kind of democratization process? This is a process, a permanent process. 
that extending possibility. And of course, I agree with you. Democracy is not a political form. It's not a, a, a governmental form, or not only election every four or five years. Behind that, in addition to that, democracy is to realize, for my understanding, of course, uh, social, social justice, to reduce injustice in the society, to give participations freedom and possibility, uh, to give the people and citizens uh, uh, free uh, framework to criticize for the society and the problems of the, of the society. To, for this, from this understanding, I think we need more time. We have to begin and continue the process, small step by step, and extend the democratizations, also in the poor society. I think to have India today as multicultural society, as pluralist society, is much, much better to have a tyrant like other parts of the world. Because if you have democracy, you can strengthen democracy and extend freedom. In this regard, I am for democracy in Afghanistan and for all Muslim worlds. And uh, most corrupt institutions as the police force. And uh, 
last night in the embassy, you mentioned that uh, uh, we almost spent $4 billion on the police force, but it's still not effective. So what is the reason that the police force is failing? And the gentleman in the white shirt here. And I'm then going to, in the next part, we come back to you. My name is Yamo Yari, I'm an Afghan student in London. I have three questions for you. You mentioned <laughs> very short ones. Three short ones. Yes. Um, you acknowledge the existence of various governments in Afghanistan. And you mentioned the moderates. I'd like to know who they are, because the other governments are easy to know, the warlords and the, and the drug dealers. But I don't know who the moderates are. My second question is, what can, what can the any of these governments and the uh, international forces do to minimize the loss of Afghan lives that, that occurs every day. And my third question is, do you think Obama is the making and product of American policy to project a new image of itself in the world? Uh, we didn't hear the last question probably. Uh, that was regarding um, President-elect Mr. Obama. Uh, do you think that he is the product and the making of American policy to project a new image of America in the world, to gather support perhaps? Okay, well I think um, we've got five or six questions from this side, so I'll give you a chance to respond. Uh, in this we have seven years after the collapse of President regime challenges and difficulties. This is, this is the realities. I think our mistakes was at the beginning, in the end of 2001, we are Afghans, and also the member of the Indonesian community, we are was quite optimistic, very optimistic. I remember that's why I came back to my country, to my homeland after 25 years of exile in March 2002, in the a lot of my political friends at that time, uh, that they believed in a few years, five, maybe five or six years, the situation of Hanson would become much, much better as in Dubai. Now, because the modernity of modern building and highest building is, is a dream for everyone. And, uh, but in the reality, we have us as with rich institution, with rich knowledge, with rich expertise, with rich capital, we can arrive at Now, we have to eliminate the legacy of three decades of war. We have to work on compensation of lack of education in three decades, which were or two decades of the 1992, which was destroyed systematically from through political forces in Afghanistan with encouragement of the abroad to destroy this. I was, sometimes I believed in the seminar eight years ago for years, as a student in political, in, 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 in the development and development uh, uh, discipline. I believe that that time Afghanistan is under Taliban field state, but later I have to work to change my view, because Afghanistan was not fit state. Afghanistan was destroyed state. A state which was destroyed by farmers systematically. And this is 
match my different as Somalia or, or other African uh, state, and we have to recognize this specific home of Afghan state and society. Now, uh, regarding to dimension of the problem and the structure that we have, I think uh, it is not easy to rebuild and build a state institution and under democratic principles, uh, under democratic principles, that we have to work with engagement uh, to, to do them. Now, um, the role of democratic countries to build and support democracy in other countries, I think this is not on a theoretical discussion. In fact, we, we, look, we can look to Germany, Japan, South Korea. It is possible. It is not a question that is not possible because in Afghanistan we have experiences of uh, in modernization, in democratization, in 20th centuries, in 1990, 1990 after our uh, uh, liberation, one uh, uh, decades, and we are in, in 
think we have, of course, in our government, a strong presence. They are clean and they are proud of that they are clean persons with a strong commitment to the society, to democracy, to the humanity, and for freedom of speech, freedom of thought, to be a torch against torture of We have also in our cabinet people like that. They, they talk and mention openly, not singing and put up behind closed doors. And this is very open in Afghanistan. And I, I think it's not necessary to, to bring some concrete name here. The Afghans, they know. Uh, we have, uh, indeed, uh, to protect the life, to protect the life of Afghan civilians uh, has to be our first and high priority. We, we are in discussion with our friends in Europe and the United States to take measures to reduce the number of civilian casualties. I think one day is too much in, in, in my war, but unfortunately, uh, war is a brutal action. It is not a, a human process. Uh, um, to reduce the number of civilian casualties to zero, it's impossible, but we, we have to work together. We work on, on, on technical agreement and preparation of technical agreement with NATO and also with coalition forces in Afghanistan to take concrete measures to reduce the number of civilian casualties. That is painful for us, as Afghan President Karzai mentioned this, that this problem is in different uh, occasions. Coming to Obama, now, I think just the, the election, this election, and, and, and to have Obama in the White House is a great step forward. I believe he can bring more morality in the world. Quality is a very brutal business, unfortunately. I, I, I learned that in my own life and experiences. And I'm very happy that he bring that. Um, right environment 
for people to become agents of political change in Afghanistan. Um, so the last part of your question wasn't quite clear. Can you just repeat the last part? What, what the most um, significant element would be in creating an environment that enables Afghans to become agents of political change. Thank you. Gentlemen, we're ready time. Thank you for letting me ask my question. Uh, my question from Dr. Anta as Foreign Minister is how, how we can promote democracy while officials who preach in democracy, they do not believe what they are saying. But I want to elaborate more in this scenario. Uh, I want to ask Foreign Minister when and why he finished his job as a foreign minister, and when he going back for teaching, if his student asks him, you do not disrespect parliament, the foundation of democracy, and continue your job, how are you gonna respond to him? And do you think that uh, accepting or backing by foreign ambassador or envoy of the UN and so on, this is part of democracy or not? Thank you. Um, I have so many hands, I mean, I will not be able to um, allow all of you to speak to start, but the gentleman here in blue, pale blue shirt. Yeah, we'll put the microphone to your right. And can you say who you are? Um, my name is Simon. Uh, I was born in Cobbler County, and I've been raised here in 2001. Uh, my question is in case I need people from the French Foreign Ministry, uh, the current British ambassador to Cancer. cross-border fighting um, troops. I was wondering if you could elaborate on this comment a little bit, particularly regarding the number of troops you'd like to see, the duration you'd like to see them for, and whether or not you think that they need an adjusted or new mandate in order to achieve, um, obviously, the stabilization of the country. And so we will um, give you a chance to respond, and then I think we probably have time for
to support Afghanistan for long term. Uh, but this is not also our request and wish to have NATO member for, for through all the history of Afghanistan or the future of Afghanistan in our country. But uh, the right answer will be to accelerate Afghanization of security and protect of the life protect of life and, and existence of the people of Afghanistan. We are determined and also ready to take more responsibility. But a condition for this wish will be that uh, our allies support us by training, by by equipment for more more equipment for Afghan national army and Afghan national police. And after if if our if we we win the ability to protect the life of the people of Afghanistan to defend our country, I think is not uh, <coughs> more need for the existence of our allies. But I'm sure the NATO, regarding to serious threat of terrorist groups, and we are not only, uh, this is not a serious threat for, for Afghan security, that's also a serious threat for you here in London and, and other, other uh, countries uh, else. Uh, we have to combat and eliminate the terrorist threat, and I'm sure they will continue with us together until I have the ability, then the ability to defend Afghanistan and uh, reduce the terrorist threat in this part of the world. Uh, we work, we, uh, despite all difficulties, we have to extend the democracy by condition on build an acceptable uh, environment for democracy in Afghanistan and around uh, Afghanistan. And of course, uh, within the democratic system, we have the play rigors, the game rigors, and that require that all players in democracy and all state institution has to respect the institution, the constitution of Afghanistan, and that's, that's include, including the executive and legislative and judicative. If one part of this state began to continue its game outside this game principles, we will have an anarchy, and anarchy in this case is not freedom, and, uh, but that is the, to, to undermine the rule of law in some country. Uh, uh, the history will judge about us, about our talk, about our praxis, I think. So. And uh, coming to corruption issue, we have this problem. It's a serious problem. Uh, <coughs> create uh, on the Corruption Commission under the leadership of one of the experienced ones, Afghan state officials, a clean man, a responsible for member of Afghanistan, our history, and our uh, law systems. And I think we will have success in anti-corruption efforts. Uh, the British uh, ambassador is here, and he can uh, talk for himself. And uh, I think it's no different between us that uh, uh, despite our difficulties, uh, the need is there to build and support Afghanistan and to, uh, to strengthen democratization's effort in my country. I, in different occasions, we have discussion with each other. 
principally it's not that he is supporting the participation in Afghanistan. Coming to increase the number of the, the number of the soldiers. Now, once more, important issue is to increase the number of the national army, the national police in Afghanistan. To equip them adequate to historical task that they have to do. But until we arrive this 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 uh, goals we need for election in Afghanistan for next year, and for security in Afghanistan, more fighter troops in the critical parts in some uh, uh, area of Afghanistan, like south and southeast part of Afghanistan. And I am very happy to inform you that this mission of Afghanistan shared by our allies in Washington and also some police states. Thank you. Now I I told you that the, the state powers and forces, judicative, executive, and legislative, they have to pay attention and gain radar. If one part of these forces began regarding to human rights violences, warlords, institutions, etc., etc., to use, to misuse, to misuse uh, 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 its competence beyond the legal uh, systems, but we have to work on the reactivation of the legal system in response to the legal system, this process. Thank you. Thank you. 
thank you for taking our questions today. My name is Alex Hemingway. Uh, my question is in light of um, recent human rights reports. I'm sorry, we can't hear you. Uh, is that better? Great. Okay. Uh, my, my question arises from the 2007 and 2008 uh, human rights reports from Amnesty International and uh, Human Rights Watch. Uh, and if you just take a quick glance at them, uh, the, the picture that's painted is a, a government of Afghanistan <coughs> Uh, that is characterized by reports of torture uh, by the National Director of Security uh, with ISAF support, including my own country, Canada. Um, uh, appointments of uh, human rights abusers to key posts uh, in the police forces. Uh, a, culture, a culture of impunity regar regarding human rights abuses, uh, including uh, war crimes and crimes against humanity. Uh, uh, as well as the silencing of human rights defenders, such as uh, courageous young woman, uh, an MP in Afghanistan, uh, uh, Joya, who's been expelled from the parliament for her criticism of her colleagues. So uh, in light of this, I, I just must ask, uh, can it be correct uh, in this case that it's just the anti-government forces in Afghanistan who, uh, although undoubtedly uh, guilty of grave crimes, must be stopped? So uh, essentially the question is, is it the case that the way forward for Afghanistan can really be that this government that I've just described uh, should be, uh, to use President Karzai's words, uh, seeking out and destroying people, uh, other Afghans in their terrorist nests, as he uh, mentioned the other day. Thanks very much. Okay, and the gentleman here from um, Alex Wilkes from the International Bar Association. Uh, this question is linked to two of the previous questions. Um, what role do you think uh, the judiciary can play in uh, ensuring um, respect for democratic principles and human rights? Thank you. Thank you. That forms a nice cluster of questions together. Well, I agree with you that we have serious problems deal with the human rights issue and freedoms of speech, freedom of talk here in this country, but in the same context I very important to talk also as Minister of Foreign Affairs on that issue is very dangerous state in Afghanistan. That's the reason why we need the presence of international community to work against those people they don't <coughs> accept plurality, freedom of speech, and talk in my country. I agree absolutely with you. To inform you, I belong to the part of government and also human rights movement of, in my country to work together to bring Paris Kambach, this young journalist, to freedom. And I can ensure you we will do that. And we will have success, and uh, I can ensure you, President Karzai, support this in initiative. But the process of judiciary in Afghanistan is a long process, and now we need another uh, instance. And after that, I can ensure you we can bring this young journalist in, in freedom. That is a fight and a struggle between forces of the past and progressive democratic forces in my country, we will, we will continue this fight. I agree absolutely with you that in the report of human rights organizations, 
It is some difficulties and some problems, but we are a transition society. We are a society, we are a state, but otherwise, we are a geography without a state, without rule of law, under rule of, of, of hundreds of militants groups. And now in this transition process, we will build a state by a state, our state institution, but to make uh, sure uh, uh, in this process have realized the rule of law in Afghanistan. That's a long journey. But compared to one year or two years ago, the situation is much, much better. But in my country, we have difficulties, I agree. And we want to make, the, to remove the issue in right direction. In this regard, the reform of judiciary system in Afghanistan is one of the central topic for the government of Afghanistan. We work with our own European allies uh, to fall in this reform, and we will continue that. This is a long-term process to realize this reform. Coming to the ethnic uh, uh, issue in Afghanistan, in Afghanistan are living different ethnic groups and. Fortunately, I can inform you, I'm only South citizen. I don't belong to concrete ethnic group. From my understanding, it's very important to begin a new definition for the state nation in Afghanistan on the basis of political understanding to be loyal to the constitution and to the state and of, of Afghanistan. But despite that, it's my private position. We are different ethnic uh, group, and the ethnic diversity in this country, from one side, is the source of richness for more democratization in Afghanistan, but from other side, this is a problem because in this world we have a problem of ethnic fragmentation to and politicization of ethnic uh, issue to mobilize uh, social forces to win uh, political power in, in this part of the world. Unfortunately, in Afghanistan, this is a serious problem. And uh, I'm afraid that in next, by next election, we have more difficulties. And the political of Afghanistan try to mobilize ethnic uh, issue in Afghanistan. This is a significant source of danger. But one issue is very important in Afghanistan. Never in the history of Afghanistan, also today, we don't have, fortunately, separatist movement or, or orientation. We are all citizens of the republic, but belong to different ethnic. And in our struggle is that we, every ethnic group, try to have more, but in the United Afghanistan, not in many and that is different as Balkan, much different as Balkan, and also in other places in the world. Thank you. Thank you very much um, to the Foreign uh, Affairs Minister, Dr. Spanta, for uh, an illuminating and generous and frank uh, encounter with us. Thank you to all of you for your questions, but especially uh, thank you. Before we, um, we show our appreciation, can I ask you um, to remain seated uh, while, while the Foreign Minister leaves uh, and not to leave it over until, until his party?
very much for